Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who's also running for the Republican nomination in 2024, is now jumping on the what might we be able to do to Joe Biden bandwagon of sorts. We heard from the failed former president, Donald Trump. What about indicting Biden? What about impeaching Biden? What about weaponizing the Department of Justice against Joe Biden? Well, now Ron DeSantis has an idea up his sleeve. The idea is, well, what about removing Biden from the ballot because undocumented immigrants have entered the United States? (laughs) And you might say, but David, didn't undocumented immigrants enter the United States when Trump was president as well? And of course, the answer is yes. Here is genius Ron DeSantis with this brilliant idea. This is just going to be a tit for tat and it's just not going to end well. You could make a case and we're actually I'm actually looking at this in Florida now. Could we make a credible case that Biden because of the invasion of eight million? Um, and again, I don't think that's the, the right way to do. It. OK, so because he's so uncharismatic and and just, you know, his communication is just such a disaster. You might not it might not be evident what he's suggesting when he says tit for tat, but it's actually the crux of this entire thing. What DeSantis is suggesting is that the efforts to remove Trump from the ballot so far in Michigan and Colorado, but potentially elsewhere, he's suggesting that those are merely political. We don't like Trump. We want to get him off the ballot. So what can we do? Oh, we'll use this 14th Amendment thing to do it. And so if that's tit, we can do tat and tat would be if they remove Trump, then we remove Biden. Now, the uh, before we even analyze the idea of why they would do it, this isn't tit for tat. It's not tit for tit. It's not tat for tat. It's none of it. It's what does Section three of the 14th Amendment say has nothing to do with anybody other than Donald Trump and his actions around January 6th. Based on what Section three says, Donald Trump is not eligible to hold elected office. That's it. It's not tit. OK, so then DeSantis says eight million people came into the United States under Biden. So couldn't we in Florida remove him for that reason? Now, we won't even delve into the reality that Florida is not a border state. So why are we even talking about that? But then these Republicans love to say every state is now a border state under the dystopia of Joe Biden or whatever the case may be. They see all of this merely as politics, whereas there are people, including I know many of you because you write to me about it, who say I would actually rather just beat Trump at the ballot box. I don't like the idea of defeating those who I believe would would be worse for the country politically. I don't like the idea of defeating them by removing them from the ballot. I would rather just beat them at the ballot box. But it's not up to us to choose when what Trump did violates Section three of the 14th Amendment. It's it just is what it is. Last thought on this. Of course, Biden has had nothing to do with removing Trump from the primary ballot in Maine or in Colorado. It has nothing to do with Joe Biden. There's no evidence linking Joe Biden to it, just as there is no evidence linking Joe Biden to the indictments of Donald Trump. But that's the other layer of this where DeSantis is. Well, if Biden removes Trump, then maybe DeSantis will remove Biden. They don't have any evidence of that either. All of this is built out of thin air 
on the idea that anything that has happened to Trump, thanks to Trump's actions, they will try to do to Biden, but not because of Biden's actions, simply for political gain. It's not just Trump who has these ideas. DeSantis has them as well. The role model of the Christian family, Republican Congresswoman Lauren Boebert, has had the police called on her for allegedly uh, committing a violent act against her ex-husband. She claims that it was self-defense. Now, I do not bring you this story because I am interested in the lurid nature, lurid details of Lauren Boebert's personal life or anything like it. I bring it to you because of the stunning and brazen hypocrisy, wherein on the one hand, she says, I know how Americans should live. I know what moral and right behavior is. I am the one who is going to fix the terrible behavior of Democrats and leftists. And yet she became a grandmother at age 36, was it? And and praised it as if it's a great thing. She now has been accused of beating her ex-husband. Take a look at this story from The Daily Beast. Lauren Boebert's ex called the cops after a physical fight in public on Saturday night. Not particularly classy behavior. Police confirmed that an active investigation into the incident is ongoing, while an aide to Lauren Boebert told The Daily Beast the congresswoman was acting in self-defense. This was Saturday night, Saturday night. Um, They were at a restaurant. She was uh, she had a physical altercation with her ex-husband, Jason Boebert. There is an active investigation. Police would not comment further. The Boebert uh, staffer says no one was arrested. The report is that Jason Boebert called the police to Miners Claim Restaurant in Silt saying he was the victim of domestic violence, a.k.a. Lauren Boebert hit him. The aide emphasized Boebert denies that and that the events as depicted in social media are not accurate, not accurate. Uh, Wow. An anti Boebert super PAC publicized the rumor of the incident. Jason Boebert said that the details, according to that website, were accurate and that Lauren Boebert punched him in the face multiple times. He claims to have a witness, a witness. Wow. So listen, totally normal pro family behavior, right? 30 years ago, these are the sorts of incidents that were relegated to Jerry Springer. May he rest in peace, not in Congress. But now these are the events that are involving members of Congress. And if you look back at the history of the Bobert Bobert relationship, Jason and Lauren, you find allegations of physical abuse that date back quite a ways there. Uh, I unlike later in the show, you'll see Donald Trump make fun of stutterers. I actually recognize that there are these cycles of abuse that people repeat. And so it's not about criticizing Lauren Boebert because she keeps getting reentangled with someone with whom there's physical violence. Listen, domestic violence is complicated. There's these compulsions to repeat behaviors that we've seen earlier in life. There's all these different things, really difficult situation. I wish she could get uh, the, the help that she, clearly she needs, whether or not she's trying to be with her ex-husband. This is about the hypocrisy. People 
with blemished track records by their own standards. It's not my standards. It's their own standards. People with blemished track records by their own standards don't find any issue, any issue with telling others how how they should behave, uh, what religious precepts and doctrines will make them as godly and, and, and moral as they should be. You all know it. You all know about the double standards and the, the hypocrisy. And meanwhile, as Lauren Boebert is telling everybody else the right way to live and the correct thing to believe, she's a 36 year old grandmother or she was regularly involved in these incidents, publicly, apparently punching, reportedly punching her ex-husband multiple times in the face. These are the leaders that Republicans in much of the country have said are the people they want representing them. That's where we are today. Donald Trump is now threatening to indict Joe Biden if he were to become president of the United States in November. I did everything right and they indicted me. Right. Donald Trump posting the following rant to his platform, Truth Social. Read carefully, understand what Trump is saying. Quote, I will be attending the federal appeals court arguments on presidential immunity in Washington, D.C. on Tuesday. Of course, I was entitled as president of the United States and commander in chief to immunity. I wasn't campaigning. The election was long over. I was looking for voter fraud and finding it, which is my obligation to do and otherwise running, running our country. If I don't get immunity, then crooked Joe Biden doesn't get immunity. And with the border invasion and Afghanistan surrender alone, not to mention the millions of dollars that went into his, quote, pockets with money from foreign countries, Joe would be ripe for indictment by weaponizing the DOJ against his his political opponent. Me, Joe has opened a giant Pandora's box. Understand that these people are telling us what they plan to do. At the core of this is the false notion that Biden had anything to do with Trump's indictments. If anyone has evidence of that, I welcome it. I've still not seen any. But Trump is telling us very clearly. If I don't get immunity for everything I did, then Biden doesn't get immunity for everything he did. Now, I'm going to go back to that in a moment. Trump finishing this rant with page two, where he said, quote, as president, I was protecting our country and doing a great job of doing so. Just look around at the complete mess that crooked Joe Biden has caused. The least I am entitled to is presidential immunity on fake Biden indictments. Again, no evidence that these indictments have anything to do with Joe Biden. But here's something super interesting. They are now increasingly in this position where as they and in they, I mean, Trump personally and the people around him, they are realizing that by demanding complete and total immunity for anything Trump did as president for Trump, it would follow that Biden has complete and total immunity for everything that is happening as he is president. If they think he's indictable over immigrants flooding the border. Well, if he has presidential immunity like Trump, then all of a sudden that goes away. And so you have a very interesting scenario where if you go to these people and you say, listen, if Biden loses in November but tries to stay in power, he should get immunity, right? I mean, because that's what you're saying about Trump. Biden would be the president if between November and January, Joe Biden executes some plan to stay in office, even though he loses. 
he's immune, right? And then they stop short and they go, well, no, because the difference was Trump actually won in 2020. So he was right to pursue staying in office, but Biden will have lost. And so it would be wrong. All of a sudden, it's not everybody has immunity if you're president and acting as the president of the United States. So he is, in a sense, I guess, not afraid. If everybody has immunity, then Joe Biden could do a lot of things to Trump, which would be bad. But Trump is saying, as long as I then get to do them to Biden, this is completely insane. This is not the way to run a country. And to be very clear, Joe Biden hasn't done anything that we know of here. It is only Trump who has issued threats of indictment to political enemies. It is only Trump who has argued I should have full immunity for anything I did or allegedly did while president. Biden's not involved in any of this stuff. And I will remind you again, if you get me any evidence that Joe Biden has been involved in the indictments against Trump in anything whatsoever, I will come to you and I will say, hey, guys, Here's what we have evidence Biden did, and it's wrong, and I will condemn it. We simply have not seen a shred of evidence pointing in that direction. Let's take a quick break. After the break, I, I can't believe it, but Trump's making fun of people who stutter now. I guess I should believe it, right? It's not that unbelievable. Many people have the goal of getting in shape in 2024. Our sponsor, PhD Weight Loss, will help you make it happen. PhD Weight Loss was founded by licensed and registered dietitian, Dr. Ashley Lucas. It's not a crazy diet. It's not pills. It's not injections. It's an approach that I find very reasonable because PhD Weight Loss understands weight gain isn't your fault. It's not a personality flaw. You're not lacking willpower. It can be quite complicated. In fact, PhD Weight Loss focuses on behavioral change nutrition education, and it takes an overarching sort of holistic approach to body and to habits. There are no severe calorie restrictions. There are no medications. There's no chronic, unsustainable exercise program. Their program is about healthy eating, customized meal plan, one on one coaching for a more personal experience. They take out all the guesswork when it comes to nutrition and diet and losing weight in a healthy way. You can learn more about PhD weight loss at myphdweightloss.com. Then call for a consultation at 864-644-1900 and mention the David Pakman show to get a week of the program totally free. Again, you can learn more at myphdweightloss.com. Then call 864-644-1900 for a consultation and mention my show to get a week for free. The info is in the podcast notes. One of our sponsors today is BetterHelp. Uh, viewers of the show, listeners know I'm a big advocate of therapy. Uh, I think it's important to make it more accessible, remove any stigma that might be associated. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest, figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. BetterHelp is therapy done entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Fill out a brief questionnaire. You'll be matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapists anytime at no additional charge. I'm a huge believer in talk therapy and BetterHelp is making it more accessible to more people. 
You can even find a therapist who specializes in certain areas, which maybe you can't find where you are geographically. There are lots of great benefits to doing therapy online. Get it off your chest. Visit BetterHelp. Go to betterhelp.com slash Pacman show today to get 10% off your first month. That's better. H E L P dot com slash Pacman show. The link is in the podcast notes. Our sponsor Oxygen is really the online banking app that you didn't know you needed. Oxygen has both personal and small business accounts. And what I find super compelling is they're geared towards entrepreneurs who want to turn some kind of side business into a full time business because Oxygen will incorporate your small business for you while separating your personal and business banking to make things like invoicing, payroll and taxes easier. You can get up to 5% cash back on business expenses, up to an impressive 6% on personal spending with their debit cards, which is amazing. And then on the personal banking side, Oxygen lets you send and receive money with your friends and family using peer to peer payments, easy to split a bill, share expenses, send holiday gifts to your loved ones. And having won several awards for their industry leading benefits, features, and cash back. Oxygen is really the place to start and grow your business, and it's great for personal banking as well. With over 750,000 accounts opened, Oxygen is a trusted resource with some of the best rewards in the industry. Go to davidpackman.com slash oxygen to sign up for the account that works best for you or your business. The link is in the podcast notes. As some of you know, uh, the David Pakman show is funded by memberships, and I won't talk much about memberships today other than to remind you that since the start of the year, we've had this coupon code save democracy 24 as a discount code for our memberships because it genuinely seems to be what's riding on the November of 2024 election. Other elections did not have democracy riding on it. This one does appear to. And as the next exhibit in reminding us about that, we go to two different events that Donald Trump held over the weekend. Donald Trump doing rally after rally after rally in Iowa, because one week from today, right, I think the 15th are the Iowa caucuses, the first votes of the 2024 election season. Donald Trump first speaking in Sioux Center and then speaking in Mason City. These are disgusting, disgusting events, which started with Donald Trump making fun of people who stutter. Here is Donald Trump total, just overt ableism, ridiculing that President Joe Biden has a stutter. That's true. He has a stutter. And here is Donald Trump making fun of it. These are sick people. That's why Crooked Joe is staging his pathetic fear mongering campaign event in Pennsylvania today. Did you see him? He was stuttering through the whole thing. He's going up. That's right. I mean, he stutters. Joe Biden has a stutter. That's true. It's like saying, oh, you know, he he sat in a wheelchair through the entire thing. Oh, yeah, right. I mean, he he can't walk. Yeah. Or, oh, you know what? The 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 entire time he was on crutches. Oh, right. Yeah. Well, no, he has a he has a medical reason for that. He stuttered through the entire thing. He's a threat to democracy. I'm a th- They've weaponized government. He's saying I'm a threat to democracy. He's a threat to da, da, democracy. Well, okay. Couldn't read the word. 
He's a threat to democracy. You know how bad the press is? You know what they do? They take me saying that like that. And they say, Trump couldn't say the word democracy. Look. Right. Uh, Trump making fun of disabilities and medical conditions is not new. You will see in a different speech that Donald Trump made fun of the late Senator John McCain, who due to injuries sustained while a prisoner of war could not lift his arms very high. Trump makes fun of that at one of these Iowa rallies. Remember that in the 2016 election cycle, Trump mimicked the disability of a reporter who wrote something Trump didn't like. This isn't new, right? Remember this written by a nice reporter. Now the poor guy, you got to see this guy. Oh, I don't know what I said. Uh, I don't remember. He's going like, I don't remember. I th- oh, maybe that's what I said. This is 14 years ago. He's still they- Trump flailing his arms in a way essentially identical to the reporter with the disability that Trump was referring to. This is a sick and disgusting person. And tens of millions of Americans want to make him the president. Here is Trump saying Nikki Haley is a globalist, as evidenced by the fact that she likes the globe. Nikki Haley has been in the pocket of the open borders establishment donors her entire career. And uh, she's a globalist. You know, she likes the globe. I like America first. The people in this room like. Hard to argue with that, right? Globalists like the globe. Very, very incisive commentary. Trump did defend the January 6th defendants. These are alleged criminals, remember? And Trump says it was the FBI leading the charge on January 6th, jumping on to the viscous Vivek Ramaswamy conspiracy theory and Trump going fully into it. And those people have to be many of them. I guess there's some. By the way, there was Antifa and there was FBI. There were a lot of other people there, too, leading the charge, leading the charge. You saw the same people that I did. Yep. So there it is. That conspiracy, much like, uh, you know, all the other ones that Trump is repeating. I actually won in 2020 or whatever the case may be. Uh, cropping up once again. There is no evidence that Antifa had any role in those riots. There is no evidence FBI agents had any role in those riots. What sometimes they will rely on is, well, there were FBI informants in the crowd. Lots of criminals are FBI informants. That's not unique in any way. And in a crowd of as many people as were there, it wouldn't be a big shock. If that is true, that's an if. It wouldn't say anything about it being a staged event. And then Donald Trump going full xenophobia with another conspiracy theory saying there are people who don't speak our language that are trying to vote and maybe they are voting. There's about seven lies in this 19 second video. Listen to this. And I believe now that that's why they're allowing these people to come in, people that don't speak our language. They're signing them up to vote. And I believe that's why you're having millions of people pour into our country and it could very well affect the next election. And I believe that's why they're doing it. Now, listen, this is riddled with lies. In order to vote, you have to be a citizen of the United States. If you come into the US undocumented, you can't get signed up to vote. You're not a citizen and you don't have a path to citizenship at this point in time. More importantly, even if you come in legally, it will take a couple of years to get permanent residency. 
you then need to be here five years before you're eligible for citizenship. So if Joe Biden is trying to win 10 months from now by allowing people in for a process that would give them the right to vote at least seven or eight years from now, it's a really stupid way to win an election 10 months from now to try to get people at the beginning of a process that takes eight years. And, and remember, that's only for legal immigrants. Undocumented immigrants are not allowed to vote fully xenophobic, ableist, dishonest and conspiratorial. And for whatever reason, Trump soaking wet the entire rally. He finished up this rally and then went to Mason City, Iowa, where he says that Joe Biden is demented and only able to complete speeches with the help of drugs. Let's talk about that next. Mason City, Iowa, the site of Trump's second Iowa rally over the weekend. Remember that voting in Iowa starts on uh, starts. It starts and ends on Monday the 15th. That is the day of the Iowa caucuses. Donald Trump going to Mason City and saying that Joe Biden is completely demented and is on drugs. He needs drugs to speak publicly and then the drugs wear off and then it doesn't go well. Take a look at this. And by the way, this is the guy whose cognitive decline and I'm talking about Trump is really hard to miss. You think Joe Biden can tell you about it? He doesn't have a clue. The guy, he cannot. I'm telling you, I saw the other night he couldn't find the stairs off the stage. He's looking. You ever notice he looks he looks like this. He's finished with the speech, which usually lasts no longer than about three minutes because, you know, the medical stuff wears off after three minutes. Ah, he's looking around. This is Trump now, if you're just listening, pretending to wander off stage. And you know, the problem with doing that, I just told another group, we had a couple of meetings today, pretty nice ones in Iowa, but I just told the other group, the fake news is so crooked that when I do that, we're going to have a little fun. I do that. Then they say Donald Trump was unable to find his way off. All right. Of course, that's not actually happening. Uh, This is disgusting stuff. And, you know, the whole glass houses uh, throwing stones sort of thing also does come up, given the fact that Trump regularly thinks Obama is president, that we're at risk of getting into World War Two, can't find people he has known for decades who are sitting right in front of him, etc. Trump uh, claims in one of these sir type moments that people come up to him and say, how do you put on your pants? And he just doesn't like to think about it. What a strange topic for a guy who cognitively is operating on all cylinders, isn't it? First, they say, sir, how do you do it? How do you wake up in the morning and put on your pants? Right. And I say, well, I don't think about it too much. I don't want to think about it because if I think about it too much, maybe I won't want to do it. But I love it because we're going to do something for this country that's never been done before. And there is uh, Biden is supposedly the one experiencing cognitively uh, cognitive decline. Uh, And yet Trump is telling incoherent sir stories about putting on his pants. Now, really, the weirdest moment from this entire thing, other than other than when he said Joe Biden is on drugs, is when Donald Trump had a very strange understanding of magnets presented. (laughs) I know this. I know science isn't Trump's best area, although he says that he's smarter than some of the doctors. 
Trump making really weird claims about how magnets work. And then we'll fact check it, which I think will be fun. It didn't work. They had an almost billion dollar cost overrun on the magnetic elevators. Think of it, magnets. Now, all I know about magnets is this. Give me a glass of water. Let me drop it on the magnets. That's the end of the magnets. Why didn't they use John Deere? Why didn't they bring in the John Deere people? Do you like John Deere? I like John Deere. Now, a quick fact check here. Magnets do work underwater. Magnets don't get disabled by water. And of course, magnetic fields are not the same as electrical circuits. Trump seemingly thinking that magnets underwater are sort of like if you throw a plugged in iron into the water or something like that. I don't know. I don't know what Trump's thinking, but this is not the way that magnets work. Trump again bemoaning that he has to be in Iowa with these people once again saying, listen, I'm doing you the favor by being here. I didn't have to be doing this. You know what I have to do? I have to make speeches in Iowa tomorrow. I have to go to work. Oh, I could be home in one of those beautiful places. No, but I have to. (laughs) You can really tell that he's into it and doing it for all the right reasons. And then lastly, Donald Trump, Trump visibly struggling to speak, saying that the law must be interpreted as writ. It was writ. And we will interpret it as writ. All that fossil fuel is is really getting it done. But just as I did before, I will appoint strong, highly qualified, pro-constitution Supreme Court justices who will interpret the law as writ. (laughs) I love that. I love that. So Trump, uh, you know, maybe at this point, multiple rallies in one day aren't the ideal thing for this guy. But it doesn't matter in the sense that the cultists who go to the rallies still believe that this is the guy God chose. I want to talk about that briefly next. You know, they 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 pray over Trump at many of the rallies that he does. This one was in Newton, Iowa. We'll actually look in more detail at the Newton, Iowa rally tomorrow. We looked at Sioux Center and Mason City today. We'll look at these others tomorrow. But I'm going to play for you here. Here is once again a pastor with the opening prayer at a Trump rally over the weekend. Every pastor has the same theme. Trump was handpicked by God to save us, to save America. And by by definition, If that's true, if you don't support Trump, you don't support God praying over Trump because Republican pastors say it said in uh, Ezekiel 23:30, right, said God looked for a man to stand in the gap, but none was found. God found one in Donald J. Trump. He's standing in that gap for us right now. Right. Trump's in the gap. All right. That's true. So this is I've never (laughs) I haven't been in front of this many people before. He's becoming overcome with emotion. And I I come from a very small town. It doesn't we don't have many in our church. But (laughs) that's good. All right. Here we go. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask the Lord, I ask you, President Trump, what it takes to make this country healthy again. Yeah. I pray that you anoint him with the gift of understanding, discernment of spirits, and gift of the word of knowledge. 
You know, it's weird if Trump hasn't been anointed with understanding by age 77 or however old he is. I don't know that this guy praying for it to happen is really going to do it. Now, there's a couple different things that I think are important to mention here. Obviously, there's the brazen cultish nature of this. They see Trump as selected by God, etc. Uh, big picture, big picture. It's extremely difficult for many us, many of us to believe that God is involved in the minutia of decisions such as this, of determining who is the Republican candidate and so on and so forth. And by the way, if God were involved in that, wouldn't an all powerful, all knowing, all seeing God make sure that he got into office? In other words, why would God get involved and select Trump as his as his nominee in 2020 and then allow Donald Trump to not be president for four years? Oh, well, it's part of God's plan. Ah, gotcha. But more specifically, Trump is the godly one. That doesn't really make sense, given that Joe Biden is actually religious and the views that one would imagine would be godlike. I don't know, compassion, equality, respect and dignity for others, including those with disabilities. We saw earlier how that's not the case. How is it that if you say, OK, God is involved in politics, God is choosing the nominees, why the hell is it Trump that he would pick, given that Trump represents the opposite of what the religious doctrine of Christianity suggests? As far as I understand it, and I don't claim to be a religious scholar, this is a cult, but it is not only a cult. These people are dangerous and they plan on putting this guy back in the Oval Office. It's up to us to prevent it by voting. When you browse the Internet with an unencrypted connection, you're just inviting all sorts of people to watch everything you're doing online. Your Internet service provider can see what you're doing in Canada. Google and Facebook have started blocking Canadians from accessing news content. That's something else a VPN lets you circumvent. The VPN I trust is our sponsor, Private Internet Access, because they are the only VPN that have proven in court that they do not log your activity. Private Internet access is also super fast. If you're doing streaming or downloads, you can watch content on platforms like Netflix and Hulu, not normally available in your country. It's one account. You can protect unlimited devices, computer, phone, tablet, even your TV. Just take control of your online privacy and the paper trails that document your online activity. These records of your online activity can be monitored, hacked, sold. It's happening all the time. You just don't want your personal data floating around out there. Private Internet Access is giving my audience a huge 83% discount so you can subscribe for just 203 a month and get 4 extra months for free. Go to piavpn.com/david. The link is in the podcast notes. If you've been thinking about getting a new mattress, Helix Sleep is where I would start. I've been sleeping on Helix mattresses for years now. I recommend Helix to everyone, which is why I wanted them as a sponsor. If you don't want to take my word for it, Helix has been awarded number one mattress by both GQ and Wired magazine. And one of the things that makes Helix unique is their sleep quiz. I didn't really know what kind of mattress would be best for me. But you do this short sleep quiz. You answer questions about your body type and your preferences, what position you like to sleep in. And Helix will match you with the perfect mattress for you. So you know you're actually getting something tailored to your needs instead of going in blind like most people do. I got my Helix mattress designed to stay cool at night since I hate getting hot while I sleep. 
Shipping is always free. You get 100 nights to decide whether you like it. My audience gets a huge 20% discount off of all orders, plus two free pillows. Go to helixsleep.com slash Pacman and enter code helixpartner20 at checkout. That's helixsleep.com slash Pacman. Then use code helixpartner20 to get 20% off and two free pillows. The info is in the podcast notes. Let's do a couple of covid related stories. Brett Weinstein, evolutionary biologist and podcast host of the Dark Horse podcast, was recently interviewed by former Fox News propagandist Tucker Carlson. And Brett told Tucker something that sounds shocking because it is and it's wrong, which is that 17 million people have died from the covid vaccine. That is quite a claim. Let's take a listen to what Brett had to say, gauge Tucker's reaction, and more generally, we will discuss it. There was uh, a press. I was recently at a conference uh, in Romania on the COVID crisis, and so there was a lot of work trying to unpack what we actually understand. And I saw a credible estimate of something like 17 million deaths uh, globally from this technology. So 17 million deaths from the COVID vax. <gasps> well, when you know, when you scale up to billions, uh, it's not hard to reach a number like that with a technology that's dangerous. Now, to your deeper question, I think let's. And by the way, these are not our subtitles. They're a mess. But I just want to make clear these are not our subtitles. Steel man. So just for perspective, I mean, that's like the death toll of a global war. Yes. Absolutely. It is. This is a, a, a great tragedy of history. So that proportion. Um, and amazingly, there is no way in which it's over. I mean, we are still apparently recommending these things for healthy children. Never stood any chance of getting any benefit from every chance of suffering harms that are uh, not only serious, but tragic on the basis that children have long lives ahead of you. So listen, uh, let's start anecdotally. OK, the claim is 17 million people have been killed by the covid vaccine and it's continuing. Let's start anecdotally, which is not the way we do things, but sometimes it's useful to start with an anecdote just as a sniff test and then we'll go further. OK, first of all, does anybody in my audience know a single person who had a serious vaccine complication. Maybe there's a couple of you. OK, sometimes that happens. Extremely rare. We have an audience in the millions. Certainly it's possible that someone in the audience, not not you, but knows someone who had a serious vaccine complication. Maybe there's a few of you. OK. Does anyone in my audience know of anybody personally, right, who died from the covid vaccine? I assume the answer is zero since Almost no one. OK, almost no one has died from vaccine complications. So does anyone in my audience then know anybody who has died from covid or covid complications? Just about everybody I know says the answer is yes. I assume the answer is yes, both personally and certainly. Obviously, we know of people th through the media. My aunt died of complications from covid. She was immunocompromised, had a number of health issues, got covid, never recovered passed away. An uncle of mine died from covid pneumonia. Now, let's go beyond anecdote. OK, the global death toll of covid 
about six million, closer to seven, depending on whether we talk uh, recorded deaths or an excess death model. OK, somewhere between six and seven million dead of covid and 17 million dead of the vaccine. Now, you can go and watch the presentation that Brett saw in Romania. OK, it's a Canadian scientist, Dennis Rancourt. Uh, here's just like a few seconds of it. This is all available online. It's 26 minutes. Scene that is explained by the magic of mathematical models written by bought out scientists working for bought out politicians. So it is not true. The vaccine did not save lives. OK, you can go and watch this entire thing and then you will have the information that that uh, Brett has. And then you can also find the 130 page so-called analysis of this on which that presentation is based. We're not going to link to it. We're putting up a screenshot, but we're not going to link to it since I don't know, we could be banned or something. Who knows? And here's what this quote analysis did. The analysis looked at all cause mortality in 17 countries and the analysis claims that all cause mortality data shows there was no benefit from a covid vaccine. Now, all it does is it looks at population data, doesn't confirm whether anybody who died was even vaccinated, and it makes it an impossibility to draw any kind of conclusion about the relationship between vaccination and mortality. Like at the top level, it's bogus. We don't even need to go further, but we can. The analysis also ignores really good evidence that we have that when we see a spike in excess mortality in a country, it aligned with a covid surge, not a vaccination surge. If you look and you say, OK, we know there was a covid surge in this country at this time, and then you see excess mortality go up. That's really good data about what might be going on. On the other hand, if you look at a country like Peru, when you saw the excess deaths spike, uh, did not coincide with when the vaccination rates went up. We know when the vaccination rates went way up in Peru and you didn't see excess deaths. So the studies that we have show all cause mortality is uh, higher in the states with lower vaccination rates and all cause mortality was lower in states with higher vaccination rates. So it is truly dangerous. Listen, do I think Brett Weinstein really believes this? I genuinely do not know. I do not know whether Brett Weinstein believes this stuff. Five years ago, four or five years ago, I would have said Brett Weinstein is too smart to fall for this crap. It's just what my view would have been. And I don't know what the answer is, because unfortunately, if he doesn't believe it, then he's deliberately spreading misinformation, which I mean, what's worse, being a liar or being misinformed? Being a deliberate liar seems worse to me. It's really sad what's happened to Brett Weinstein. And of course, opportunist Tucker Carlson loves the ability to just promote the hell out of this crap for clicks. And is he even getting clicks? I don't know. Let's look at another covid related study. And remember, we approach all studies with the same skepticism. And you're going to see me apply that here as well. There's a study that says nearly 17000 people may have died from taking hydroxychloroquine for covid. Now, you might remember that hydroxychloroquine was one of the things that many right wingers were promoting. Trump started promoting it. Others started promoting it as well. And we very quickly figured out it doesn't work for covid. Take a look at this. This is from The Hill. Nearly 17000 people across six countries may have died because they took hydroxychloroquine during the first covid wave, according to a new analysis published by French researchers. 
Hydroxychloroquine is that anti-malaria drug that was being used off label to treat covid in some places. Um, it was also proposed as a preventative measure, measure a prophylactic of sorts. In February and March, it was widely promoted based on preliminary reports. Subsequent studies showed not only it had no benefit, it increased the risk of death. Now, uh, researchers from France and Canada uh, looked at people who got hydroxychloroquine. They did an analysis and they found an estimated 16,990 excess deaths in these six countries likely attributed to hydroxychloroquine use. Now, I want to be super clear the the people doing the study admit it actually may have been more than 17,000. It actually may have been fewer deaths than 17,000 from the hydroxychloroquine. Uh, they they also have determined that there were two ways in which pursuing the hydroxychloroquine in which the, the hydroxychloroquine could lead to death. One is by taking hydroxychloroquine and not following the standard of care for covid, you might have been foregoing treatments that we increasingly knew did help survival. And then number two, there are also cases in which the hydroxychloroquine itself seems to have hurt the body in a way that uh, made it less able to fight off the virus. Now, I'm again, I'm being consistent here. The Brett Weinstein 17 million vaccine deaths thing, totally bogus, totally debunked, unbelievable in every way. We should also look at this study with some skepticism. These are results based on excess deaths. And whenever you are looking just at excess deaths, you need to go to attribute those deaths to any particular thing. You need to go further. So this study suggests that there were deaths related to hydroxychloroquine. It is not proof of it, but the, the important reminder here is Donald Trump said, try it. What do you have to lose? Right? I mean, what, what, what's the harm? The harm is both that the hydroxychloroquine itself appears to have been damaging and also those who opted for the hydroxy in many cases were foregoing treatments that we knew increased uh, survivability and improved outcomes. And that also played a role here. They, they love to talk about how now that we know everything we did wrong during covid, we know hydroxychloroquine worked, hydroxychloroquine worked and the vaccines didn't. And we didn't need to do that. We didn't need to do this. The more I look at what we can now say definitively, the more it seems as though these lunatic right wingers were very, very wrong. Now, I'll be the first to say there were downsides to the social isolation. There were downsides to closing the schools. I don't believe for a second that it was handled perfectly. It was an emergency situation with incomplete information. And there's a difference between saying with incomplete information, let's do the things that science says give us our best shot versus with incomplete information. Let's do the most destructive and erratic things we can think of up to and including nothing at all. Very big moral difference between the two. Let's take a quick break. Uh, much more coming up after this short break. Something that's been in the news a lot lately is data brokers collecting vast amounts of data about everything you do on your phone and computer, where you go, what you look at. They identify patterns in your behavior. And it's really quite disturbing how much data brokers know about us, even our health information. And then we found out 
that sometimes government agencies like the FBI will buy that information from data brokers to spy on Americans without warrants. Ad companies buy the data to serve you ads. Financial institutions can use the information. The information can even end up on public search sites where anybody can see it. But there is a way to stop it. Our sponsor Incogni is an affordable service that sends automatic data removal requests to data brokers who are required by law to comply. Incogni even follows up with the data brokers to ensure your data is permanently gone. And Incogni keeps you updated every step of the way. I use Incogni myself. It is remarkable what they will accomplish for you. And my audience gets 60% off. Go to incogni.com slash Pacman and use the code Pacman. That's I N C O G N I dot com slash Pacman. Use code Pacman for 60% off. The info is in the podcast notes. Well, you guys are not going to believe, or maybe the problem is that you are going to believe it. The latest one where we are, <laughs> this is. This is so crazy. Facebook has shadow banned us. They call it non recommendable status because we spread false information about the 2024 election and the 2020 election year. It, it's it's getting to be beyond parody. Let me explain to you what's going on here. As many of you know, we distribute our show on many different platforms. We distribute on YouTube. We distribute on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, all these different places. One of the trends that we have seen is that when we arrive on a new platform, our following grows. Facebook is one such platform. We started with very few followers on Facebook and very few views. And over time, the number of followers went up and the number of views went up. And this happened more or less steadily for 15 years. And then all of a sudden. On October 18th, something happened. I'm going to put it up on the screen for you. As you can see here on October 18th, after literally years, we're showing from July here so that the, the part in question is clear for literally years. Every day we would get between 330,000 and 1.3 million minutes viewed per day on Facebook. Let me tell you those numbers again. Every day, somewhere between 330 million and 1.3 million minutes of video were viewed on Facebook. And then all of a sudden on October 18th, it goes to almost zero. It's not literally zero. It's like 10 or 15,000 views a day, sometimes a million. Right. As you can see here, uh, uh, oftentimes during these multi month periods, 60, 70, 80, 100 million minutes viewed. Something happens on October 18th and it goes to almost zero. Also, on October 18th, we start losing followers on Facebook. We had gotten to about 500,000 Facebook followers, gaining several thousand every single month. And somehow on October 18th, we lose 10, we lose 20, we lose 15. I don't believe in coincidences like this. So I believed at the time that we had been, quote, shadow banned. This is when a platform decides. We will no longer recommend your content. We won't ban it. We won't delete it. It sort of looks like everything's fine, but you're just not going to get any views. We could not find evidence of it for months, for months and months. We looked and looked and looked. And finally, my colleague John did a super deep dive and was able to find proof that indeed we are shadow banned. I'm going to present this proof to you right now. We are shadow banned for two reasons. Oh, and we're putting this up on the screen. First of all, 
sometimes when we post our own content to Facebook, it gets marked as spam. Now, why is it getting marked as spam? I'll tell you why. Every time we post our daily show, a bunch of MAGAs and right wingers and people who don't like us flag the post as spam. Now, obviously, it's not spam to give the people that follow the show links to the show. But Facebook's automated systems, if enough of these MAGA lunatics flag it as spam, a couple posts will get flagged as spam. And that generated two strikes against us. At the bottom left of the screen, you will see that two of our stories included false information. Now, as is always the case with this stuff, our clips debunk the false information. Facebook's algorithm appears unable or unwilling to determine that. So in the first example, this was over the summer. There was this story where Alex Jones said Michelle Obama is going to replace Biden. And I said, Michelle Obama has said she's not running for president. Alex Jones is lying. We got hit with a false information flag because Alex Jones was lying and we corrected him. The second example was a clip of Eric Trump saying Donald Trump won the 2020 election. We obviously said, no, he didn't. We corrected the false information and we got flagged. So as a result, here's what's going on. Putting it up on the screen now. Our Facebook page is not recommendable, not recommendable because of the four elements I just showed you two quote spam posts and two quote false information posts. YouTube has said we will not recommend. I'm sorry. Facebook has said we will not recommend your content. So here is a call out. If you work at Facebook or Meta, if you know someone who works at Facebook or Meta, I believe what we need here is an internal review that will look at those four false flags, reverse them and put our account back in good standing. We listen. I wish it weren't like this. OK, I wish we didn't need these platforms in order to do what we do. But Facebook was a significant part of our revenue. And that is now gone. It's down 98% or something like that. This is like apocalypse, but on Facebook. I wish that we just had enough member support on our website, for example, that we didn't need to worry about this. It's just not the situation. Okay. So, first and foremost, please do get in touch if you or someone you know uh, works at Facebook Meta and can help through probably an internal review. And number two, if you can afford it, consider signing up on our website, joinpacman.com. The more direct support we have, the less reliant we are on this type of insanity. I mean, listen, I don't like it's it's not just that I don't like depending on these platforms. I don't like having to spend uh, time on this stuff, trying to figure out how do we fix this. So those are my asks. You can use the coupon code on our website, Save Democracy 24. It'll save you about 60 percent and I will keep you posted for now. Facebook dead for the David Pakman show. We have a voicemail number. That number is two one nine two David P. Last week, we played a clip of a psychic doing a tarot card reading on Fox News. And yes, I said psychics aren't legit and tarot cards are bogus. This is not a controversial statement in my mind. But here is a listener who called in and said, David, I'm shocked you don't believe in psychics. Really? You're shocked I don't believe in psychics. Let's listen to this. 
Hey, David. I've been watching you for a couple of years now and really enjoy watching you. And I was just kind of shocked to watch this little clip of you talking about psychics as if they exist or don't exist. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really shocked that you acted like it was nuts. Right. Um, <laughs> I have a sister-in-law who's a psychic. I've met many people who are, mm. and there's a lot that um, say they're psychics and are not. It does exist, and those were tarot cards that she had. And I don't know, I was just really surprised that I feel like you're really ignorant on that subject. <laughs> and uh, But I watch you all the time, and I enjoy you. So yeah, I was really shocked by that and just thought I'd give you the message. But anyway, I appreciate all you Yeah. Listen, I don't know how anyone who watches me regularly could think for a second that I would believe in psychics or tarot cards. It quite literally is not possible. Now, if you say there are real psychics in the sense that there are really people who claim to be psychics, that's true. There are people who claim to be psychics. But again, psychics and tarot card readers have never demonstrated their claimed abilities in a controlled environment. Now, the psychics will always come back and say, what I do is beyond controlled experiment. It's just it's it's you can't measure it in this way. Um, well, in that case, you also can't prove that it's a real thing. And it has not been proven that any of these claimed abilities are legitimate, legitimate. The James Randi Educational Foundation famously had a million dollar plot prize available to anybody who could demonstrate any kind of supernatural ability in a controlled condition. It went unclaimed. And every time it was well, the, the vibe in the room is preventing me from really doing the psychic stuff. But moreover, there is a physical impossibility to the claims. The claims of psychics and tarot card readers regularly involve fundamental violations of the principles of physics. They might claim I can perceive information across vast distances or through time. It contradicts everything we know about causality and the speed of information transfer. And they have if you can do it, you've got to demonstrate it. And they go, oh, no, it's not demonstrable because it's such a special thing. We found the one thing just like, you know, some religious claims. We found the one thing that you can't demonstrate in that way because it's so special. Uh, many psychic claims involve reading the mind of a subject foretelling the future using cards. It all implies mechanisms that have no basis in known science. The human brain operates through biochemical processes, electrical processes, not through a medium that transmits thoughts to a psychic or aligns with the random. I mean, it's it's just random distribution of paper cards. That's all it is. So, no, I don't believe in it as a legitimate thing. Uh, I am shocked anyone would be shocked that I don't believe it. And, um, you know, what else can I say? This is this is just this is not a show. We don't push homeopathy on the show because it's bogus scientifically. Uh, and we don't push psychic stuff. We just we just don't do it. This isn't the show for it. There are other shows for it, I, I guess. I don't know if there are psychic shows. I'm sure there are other shows for it if that's what people are looking for. We have a fantastic bonus show for you today. House Republicans are plotting the swift impeachment of Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas. Um, why? 
you're going to like this one or not. You'll be appalled. Probably cities with those soda taxes have seen sales of sugary drinks decline as prices went up. So the thing that the sugar taxes were meant to do, the soda taxes were meant to do. It happened. Now, the question is, is this the right way to do it? And thirdly, Ashley Babbitt's family has filed a 30 million dollar lawsuit over her death on January 6th at the Trump riots. What is the basis of their complaint? Is it a reasonable complaint or not? We will discuss all of those stories and more when I am joined by producer Pat on the bonus show. Make sure you are signed up at joinpacman.com. Coupon code save democracy 24. I will see you then. Otherwise, we'll be back here tomorrow.